ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. No Paulie today. He's on his way back from Chapel Hill. Stephen Fonte, Mario Sacco with you up until 3 o'clock. And as promised, we kick off hour number two by going back to our guest line to bring on Jerry McNamara. Brought to you every week by Upstate Orthopedic, by Empower Federal Credit Union, and by RomanoCars.com. Jerry, how are you today? Good, guys. How you doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So uh, let's look back on uh, on last night's game and and then look ahead to the the regular season finale. Obviously, Cole was phenomenal last night, and as so many games have have come down to a possession or two, we saw that again last night, Jerry. It's you know uh, a, a basket by love puts them up two. Joe hits the shot to send you into overtime, and then you end up losing the thing in OT. You know, I guess. First and foremost, what do you think was the the biggest reason why uh, they were able to come out with a win last night, North Carolina? I think the first two things, obviously, when when you think about Carolina, what we've struggled with historically in the last few years is rebounding. Um, that's been a, a, a big issue, um, and, and then free throws. You know, the, that those two areas were the difference in the game. You know, statistically, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't really scour the final stat sheet mainly because I was angry, um, but I think we shot 55% offensively. Uh, Cole's game was exceptional, uh, one of the better performances I've seen individually uh, in years. Um, you know, but those two areas with rebounding and, and free throws, I thought were the biggest difference. Obviously, the shot that Love hit late. Um, you know, Joe comes down, makes a great play, and makes the shot to tie it, but. You know the, the the shot love hit late. You know so reminiscent of the shot that Charlie Moore hit against us for Miami, a deep three late, um, where we kind of are right there. Uh, you know that with this game with the lead. Uh, you know Hub hits a deep shot against against us in the Notre Dame game. Um, you know we we've been in position to be. You know. 20 and 10, you know, but we're sitting at 15 and 15, you know, that, that's how close some of these games have been. We haven't been able to close, um, you know, but last night, Gail Love hit a big shot. I'm really, really proud that we came back in the last five minutes, um, took, you know, we're in position to win, um, you know, gave up a late shot, but still came down and made a shot to tie it and, uh, you know, just got off to a couple, you know, low percentage offensive shots on, our first few possessions, and they were able to capitalize with a couple threes and a layup. So, um, you know, overtime didn't go the way we wanted. The fight was there for us. Um, you know, it was just kind of the case and the story. It's been in, in, a, in a few of these games this year, we just weren't able to get it done down the stretch. Jerry and I look at the games coming down the stretch that, that you talked about, and, and the underlying theme that I see in it is, you know, Joe hasn't played very well in these basketball games. Is it a matter of, what teams are doing defensively against him, or is it something else that I'm not seeing? I'm not going to single out one player that it's, you know, one player is a, a reason of of why we haven't closed out a game. There's multiple reasons of, um, you know, opportunities that we've had on both ends of the court. You know, you, you can't always point to the offensive end 
um, of why you don't capitalize and close the game out. You got to point to both ends, and there's plays to be made on both sides. And um, you know, I think Joe's. You know, obviously, last night wasn't his best game. We, you know, we had. You know, there was an opportunity with Baycott guarding Jimmy. Uh, you know, for for Jimmy to bring the ball up the court and to kind of get both shooters off the ball and see if we can create some action uh, to get a couple of those guys free. Um, you know, we weren't able to set Joe free enough, I don't think, and uh, he didn't play his best game. But um, you know, I'm certainly not going to say it's one guy of the reason that we haven't been able to close out games. That's not fair. You know, Jerry, you just mentioned Cole. You said it was one of the best offensive performances that that you've seen. And, you know, we were looking back and, you know, his 36 points, uh, I believe the most since Tyus uh, had 37 in that double overtime game at Florida State. And um, and I believe, I, I was reading earlier today, the 14 made baskets most by an SU player since you got to go all the way back to Demetrius Nichols uh, 15 years ago. I mean, he was he was sensational last night after obviously struggling against Duke. Um, it, you know, I, I guess what, what worked for him last night? Was it just a case of a couple shots went in and all of a sudden his confidence went through the roof? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, it, it's pretty obvious how, how pure of a shooter he is. I think he got off to a, you know, pretty mediocre start for his standards of, of what he's capable of doing as far as open shots. And uh, we've seen over the last month he's kind of reemerged uh, as that offensive weapon and kind of spearheaded of our winning streak when we had it going. Uh, he was a, a major catalyst offensively, um, but he, he got a couple good looks early. Um, you know, when, when these guys, you see it even with Buddy, when they have a little bit smaller defender as a shooter, it's a little bit easier to raise up and shoot over someone that doesn't have the length to contest as well as a guy that's a leaky black who's six seven six eight. Um, so when they hit, they, they decided to go with leaky on Buddy uh, to try to take away the primary scorer, which left Caleb Love a lot and stretches on Cole. Um, you know, they, they, they they played the senior to start uh, early, uh, and, and Cole was able to get a couple looks to get going early and see the ball go in the basket. And uh, then I, I thought a couple times he was able to use his size on face-ups and shoot over the top. Um, but really, just I mean, a remarkable performance. The amount of field goals that he made. Uh, I'm surprised D. Nick. I didn't have to bust him. I give, give him his props, and I didn't realize he made that many field goals. So. Um, you know, another great score for us in D-Nick, but uh, really just a great performance by him individually. We talked earlier this morning, and, um, you know, he, we know. You know, I saw Jimmy Bayon talk about, even after we lost Notre Dame, he had a nice game. And, you know, I saw him say the same thing, you know, like, yeah, I'd rather go 0 for 10 and win. And, and you know, it's the same sentiment with Cole this morning. You just feel bad that you have a performance like that and, and you're not able to capitalize and have that you know, have that memory of going on the road at North Carolina and scoring the second most points ever by an opposing team of an individual that played there. Uh, and you're not able to walk out of the building and say you won too. So it's, that's kind of a bummer for him individually. Coach, looking back kind of underlying theme of the last couple of games has been rebounding and, you know, Paul Atkinson has a big game for Notre Dame. Obviously, Duke is Duke. You know, Mark Williams is a man-child down low, and so is Baycott from North Carolina. But is there anything you can do defensively different uh, uh, with these bigger teams that you're facing and and looking ahead to that Miami game and, and how that's going to be a key? Yeah, different personnel. You know, it's, it's hard. Like you said it, Mario, the, the, you know, the thing with Duke especially is 
you know, Williams is a he's a he's a very very good player, um, and he's an exceptional player against zone. And you know, I think we've played against the two best front courts. Um, or the, I, I, I shouldn't. You know, I, I do think they are the two best front front courts, but more so the two most difficult for us to defend with Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler and Paulo and Mark Williams because of the size factor behind a player in the high post. You know, so when you get a guy like Bancaro or Jabari Smith in there that can, you know, face up and either make the shot or attack you and finish above you, you also have this dinosaur <laughs> behind you. You know, so uh, just a really difficult cover. And then it's different with opponent, and you got a guy like um, Baycott who's just a monster on the glass. And it's not just against zone. I mean, I, I don't know how many. Did he go for 20 rebounds the game before against Texas State? 18, so, yeah, 28 and 18. Yeah, so he's just, you know, he's just gobbling up rebounds. And, uh, but the difference is he's not an above-the-rim threat behind your defense. So, it, you know, it gave us some opportunities to stay back a little more um, and we did, you know, there was a couple missed assignments that we had from the high post and we knew how we were going to guard it when Manic got in there and how we were going to guard it when Baycott caught it in there. And too many times when Baycott caught it high, we elevated too high on him. Um, there's a big difference between if Manic is there or Baycott's there. And uh, a couple times we came up too high, they were able to get the dump down or the back door. Um, so a lot of it's personnel based, just like a man to man, you just got to be able to understand who's in there it's kyp it's know your personnel and um you know i think those are the adjustments that that we've tried to make and then you know you have some assignments that you cover and then obviously just like in any basketball game you, you're going to have your guys miss a few assignments we missed a few that cost us a couple backside layups and inside position but um you know as far as what baycott's done i mean he's done it all year kids He's right up there, first team probably all ACC. Uh, he's averaging around probably now 13 rebounds a game. Um, he's just he's 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 been stellar around the basket this season. He's as good as it gets. Yeah, it could very well be the ACC Player of the Year uh, when all said and done. He's, he's making a case. He's yeah, making a case for it. No doubt. Um, all right, as as we look ahead now, Jerry uh, to to Miami. I guess uh, first and foremost, uh, curious about Samir. Any sort of update on him? You know, we heard he didn't travel. We heard he's going through protocol. Um, uh, do you have any inkling about when we might see him again? That's pretty much where I'm at. You know, just kind of how you said. I, I think right now we're just in the protocol as far as. Uh, it's one of those day-by-day things. I, the, the good thing is we've got some time before Saturday um, to figure it out and see how he's doing and, um, you know, get back to his, you know, ready-to-play uh, schedule of, of ramping back up the conditioning and, and just see where we're at. You know, I'm somewhat new in the protocol of concussions, so um, I'm taking this day-by-day the same way he has and you know, just going by the information that we get and, um you know, talking to him and seeing how he's feeling. So, we're, you know, we'll, we'll obviously, today's a day off, which is nothing going on. He's got his stuff he has going on in his meetings. And, um, you know, I'll be updated as the day goes on. And, and uh, you know, we'll just kind of take it from there. But he's at least he's got a few more days to recover and recuperate. He was in he was in a rough way the other night when he took a good bump. And um, he's on the mend, which is a good thing. He's feeling better. 
As for this opponent, Jerry, it's a team you saw at the beginning of January. Uh, you know, one of these games, you know, we've talked about five games you've lost by five points or less. This was one of them, uh, 88-87 down there in Miami. Uh, Joe was great, had 26 that day. Cole had 20. Jesse Edwards had 22, and he's not available. So uh, just uh, if you could speak to the challenge of, of taking on these guys, uh, you know, without Jesse and, and what you expect to see Saturday. Just a really good core four or five out guard group. You know, even when you talk about Wardenberg, uh, he's more of a face up five. I think that's kind of been the catalyst of their success this year is what they're able to do with their guard play around a big man that can shoot it when they get contributions from Miller at the four or Walker at the four. Uh, they're really, really good because of, of the ability of Charlie Moore, Wong, McGusty. McGusty's playing at an all league first team level, uh, really difficult cover. And they do some things aggressively, defensively. Obviously, we would have get the pressure. Um, I thought our first 20 minutes against them was one of our best 20 minutes of defense all year. Uh, did a really good job. They they kind of changed um, you know their approach offensively in the second half, along with the defense approach. Obviously, the pressure, uh, but offensively they ran some different stuff as far as screening our guards and um, you know twisting the screens and hitting them multiple times and getting paint penetration. Um, you know, so we're familiar with them, obviously, and then you know they'll blitz a lot of ball screens and try to take it out of the guards' hands. And that's kind of why Jesse found himself in the middle of their 15-foot area because uh, they came out were you know putting pressure on the ball handlers with two, and uh, Jesse did a great job of catching, turning, reading, and attacking. But, um, you know we're going to have to obviously look at the film this week, have a game plan, and um, you now these guys they're. they're an explosive team in stretches. If you watch them enough this year, they've come out in a couple games, played a slow first half. I'll be, we'll be playing a Saturday game. I'll be looking at the scores before a game, and they're losing by twelve. We go play our game. I come back, and they won by twelve. You know, kind of the the same scenario in our game. So, um, you know, they're they're capable of putting a in stretches. I was just watching their game against Pittsburgh this morning. So, um, just a really really high profile offensive team that plays aggressively defensively. That can forcing into some turnover situations. Jerry, Steve mentioned that it is senior day, and I just want to touch on one being Buddy and, you know, top 20 in scoring in the program now. And what was it like to, to coach him, knowing, you know, all the pressure that was on his shoulders night in and night out when he stepped on the floor? Well, it was a treat. It's just it's been uh, a real pleasure to, to work with someone that you know you're going to get their best every day. You know where their head's at. You know where their mentality is. They want to be great. They want to win. Um, I'm just really proud of his development. Uh, I think he came in as a as a as a shooter. I think he's leaving as a scorer. Um, he's just he's added pieces to his game because he's put in the time of summer workout after summer workout, uh, hour before practice every day for the last four years. Um, yeah, it's a testament to the work. Uh, I'm just really, really proud of him, happy for him. He came in with, you know, um, somewhat of a bullseye on his back of a coach's son. And, um, you know, he, he answered the bell. He came in, he got some minutes as a freshman, had one of the worst starts of any shooter we've had. And, you know, before you know it, he's shooting, you know, 39 or 40% for the last, you know, half of the season. So uh, he kind of settled into the speed. Uh, he worked through the process. He gained confidence. And, 
um, to the confidence he gained a voice and um, you know just really proud of him really proud of you know watching I've literally watched him grow up I've watched the work and the amount of time that he's put into this game and you know playing here at Syracuse has meant the world to him and um, it's just a great story and I'm, I'm glad he's had uh, the individual success that he's had because he's he's worked incredibly hard to become the player he's become and the fans will uh, have a chance to uh, to honor him before the game on Saturday, one o'clock tip inside the dome between Syracuse and Miami. Uh, Jerry, thanks so much for the time. We'll uh, we'll talk again Thursday for our our TV show. Thanks for coming on. That sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is, Jerry McNamara. Brought to you every week by Upstate Orthopedic, by Empower Federal Credit Union and by RomanoCars.com. And with that, we'll open the phone lines back up for the rest of hour number two, 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.